0: pray, God, we love you so much, and we are expecting to see you move. God, at all of our is online later, we are expecting. How prideful would it be for us to come into your presence and not expect to leave differently. God, we're desperate to see you move. We love you so much. This time is yours. This worship's yours. This, the, the, I mean, we're just getting into your scripture. So please, God, do it all you can do today in your precious name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, hey, let me catch you up to speed. God has been moving this week in some unbelievable ways. If you were here last weekend, Rachel and I got the privilege to serve you and talking about sexual purity. And it was, I mean, you could feel it. I, if you were here last week, and if you weren't here, you and especially if you have students, you need to watch it. It was very powerful what God did. But if you were out of service, you felt God move. Now, Some of you didn't move, but you felt God move. And we've been prompted by God to give opportunity for us to move. How gracious. Let me tell you, God's more gracious with me than I am with my kids. If I tell them to move and they don't move, there's repercussions. God's so gracious, he give, he's giving us another opportunity to move this week, but not just a faith promise. Last weekend, God moved. And then at, at our all staff meeting we had on Tuesday, dad uh, did an unbelievable message. I'm telling you, he'll do it for the church. We actually walked into the throne room, received gifts. It was it was amazing. So I, I can't wait for all of us to participate in that, but there was freedom there. And then uh, at, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, in, in I think it's Wilmore, Kentucky, there's a place called Asbury and there's revival going on there, it's unreal. Do, let's show a picture of that line. So if you like something, some of you guys like burgers, so y'all drive to Pals. you guys, you know, if you like something, you find it. And we like some Jesus and we saw he was moving, so we went, so this right here, this, is, this line, there's people behind us, this line is two and a half blocks long of people waiting to get into a hundred year old building because God's there because his presence is there. It was wild, so listen, growing up, my dad, my dad would say, he would preach, but he'd tell me, Zach, man, if, if people got excited about church, they would wait out in the rain, they would wait in the cold, they would do whatever it took. And I just realized as I was waiting in line that I was seeing something that my dad had prophesied over the church and in my life, and it was surreal. But he was so crazy? At Faith Promise, we do our best. The worship team is is another level, and the lights, and we try to curate everything to bring you into the presence of God, and we do our best to give you a great message. We walked into that 100-year-old building, and none of that was there, but His presence was. I I want you to watch this, this video real quick. I'll give you some context. It's is it wild. For 45 minutes, just that happened. We were there for hours. For 45 minutes, we just sang this song. He said, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Back home. We have something we call Win Leadership College where we're equipping people who want to be supernatural leaders to lead in the church and, and in the in the marketplace. And they started worshiping at 6 30 and they didn't stop till 11.30 Because they were just caught up in God's presence. And so I I feel very confident that God has led us today to make room for Him to move in our midst, in our personal life, in our worlds. Today we're going to make room. And what I hope is as we pray, worship, and most importantly, we respond, that we will give up our rights for what God says is right. That when God says, move today, that you will move. We're just gonna jump right in. And I'm praying today that God's word moves you, not not my emotion, not anything besides God's word and his presence. Our first time of prayer, Worship and response will be around repentance. Now, repentance is not a bad word. The literal definition of repentance means to turn your head. Because you know what? Whenever you think about repenting, maybe you feel guilty or ashamed. You know that there was a point where a woman was caught red-handed in the act of adultery, thrown before Jesus. And he was full of compassion and grace and got down there and said, Woman, where are they who accuse you? Know when, Lord, nowhere, Lord. Whenever Jesus asks you to come and repent, he's not saying who's accusing you. That's what the devil is trying to do. But let me tell you this. Do you know who Jesus was frustrated with? The religious people. He called them, you stiff-necked brood of vipers. Do you know why he called them stiff-necked? Because they refused to turn their head. They refused to repent. If you wanna find yourself in God's grace, it's not found in religion or in rules or in perfection. You can't get there. It's in turning your head. Let's let God's word do it. Haggai five through seven says this. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says, not Zach. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. In this moment, will you give careful thought to your ways, to your life? He says, you've planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in purses with holes. This is what the Lord God Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Right now, as you reflect on your life, are there things in your life that don't honor God? And if there are, which for a lot of us there are, what do we do? Well, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen tells, tells us, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, hey, this relationship series has revealed a spirit of pride at Faith Promise Church. But God says, if we'll do our part, which is humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, that's our part, God will do his, hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. God will do his part, amen, but we do our part. So we're about to have a time of repentance. We're gonna go back into worship and I'm gonna ask, I'm about to list off some sins, even though the Holy Spirit's brought some to your heart and mind right now. I'm gonna list off some sins and the prayer team's gonna be up here and you may need to come up and get prayer but there's crosses all over the room and all of our campuses. There's prayer teams all over the rooms and all of our campuses. I want you to go and I want you to put that sin on that cross. I want you to take it and he erased it. But you have to have the boldness to move. If you wanna live in freedom, when he says move, you move. Let me list some sins that I believe are in faith promise that God is calling you to freedom today. Idols, apathy, pornography, sexual sin, anger, greed, dishonest or dishonoring talk and words, selfishness, gossip, wasting of the gifts that God has given you, lying, adultery, putting work, friends, kids, things before God, division, hate. Unforgiveness and any secret sin the Holy Spirit is bringing in mind right now I'm gonna stop I'll pray Not me God's asking if you would move We'll worship I'm not gonna ask everybody to stand We're not gonna to try to make it super easy This is you and God time We desperately need him to move but will we move? God, we come before you right now. And God, we're gonna repent. We're gonna go to the crosses. We're gonna come up front for prayer, but we are gonna pray and we're gonna worship and we're going to respond. We will turn our heads. And when we turn our head, we won't find you judging. We won't find you mad. We will find you loving with healing arms ready to accept us. God, please, as our prayer teams come up front, as people are looking to their right and their left and they're seeing lit up crosses, when we walk in freedom, but first we have to humble ourselves, pray, seek Your face, and then You will do what only You can do. In Your name we pray. Amen. Let's respond. Continue in this moment, but there's something God wants to add right here. And can I one more time? We'll start some time for repentance. Can I tell you that there's people that I know at Faith Promise who don't know Jesus yet, who've come up for prayer. So, man and woman of God, if He's calling you, don't don't let anything hold you back. But God told us if we would pray, humble ourselves, seek His face, that He would heal. Hear from heaven and He would heal our land. And so right now, there's people who need some healing. And specifically, this morning when I was praying and asking God, it's not exclusive, but these are things I think He wants to heal from. Depression, anxiety, pain, specifically in neck, feet, back, and knees, sickness, cancer, marriages, and addiction. I believe those are some areas that God wants to bring healing. So you still may need to take us into the cross, stick it up there. You may need to come down for prayer, but you may need to come forward for healing. Again, in James five, it says, go to God to forgive, for forgiveness. But if you need healing, come to the elders and let them pray over you. Let us pray for you. And so if, if you need healing, you need restoration, you need freedom, this is the time to come and to be prayed for our God is still, still a healer. Has anybody been healed and delivered by God? can testify a faith promise? I know I have. So Holy Spirit, would you would you loosen the gift of healing Jehovah Rapha? Would you release the freedoms, Jehovah Shalom, God our peace? Would you release, ooh, ooh God, Jehovah Parazim, the God of the breakthrough? Would you give us a breakthrough in a marriage? Would you give us a breakthrough in a physical abnormality? Would you give us a breakthrough today? That's who you are. You're still moving that way. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So God, right now, as you move in healing? If you need healing, you still need to move for repentance. Now's the time. God's moving. God's moving. God, we're so grateful that you give us an opportunity. That you give us an opportunity to know you. Not just to know you, but to love you. Not just to be loved by you, but to walk in freedom. Not just to walk in freedom, but every time we run away, we don't have to work our way back. We just repent, turn our head, and there you are. (laughs) We're not the sheep looking for the shepherd. The shepherd has found his sheep, and we know his voice. If we will only let him carry us back to freedom, protection, family. you God hey let's stay in this atmosphere I'm going to abbreviate what I had because this, this this is where it's at you can stay standing because this next part we're going to pray through and the prayer team I want you all to stay is the next part we're going to pray through is for relationship specifically firstly our relationship with Jesus and I'm gonna read a scripture and listen, maybe you've been in church your whole life, but I need you to let this scripture cut through to the truth in a way that maybe you've never let be revealed, because I wanna ask you before I read it, is your relationship with Jesus theory or is it reality? Is it your parents, your grandparents, religious rules? Or is it a relationship that involves his lordship in your life? This is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians thirteen five, talking to a church just like ours. He says, examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Do you not realize that Christ is in you? He's asking as you reflect, as you examine, do you find Jesus within you? Of less uncourse course, you fail the test. And don't see him looking down his nose, you failed the test. He's saying, please, God in heaven, don't fail the test while you have a chance not to fail. Whenever you examine yourself, do you find love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control? Let me make it as simple as possible. When you examine yourself, do you find a love and a desire and a surrender to Jesus Christ? Not for one hour a week at church, but in your life, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your schooling. Hey, This is not a place for guilt. This is a place for freedom. You know what I'm talking about? So here's what we're going to do. If you're, as you're examining yourself, there's some people, maybe you're here for the first time, or maybe you've been here a long time, and you're realizing he's not Lord of my life. I played Christian, but I'm not a Christian. Just so I can make it clear, Jesus came and lived a perfect life and died on a cross to pay for sins we could never pay for. But the price that you do have to pay to receive that is he has to be Lord of your life. And so we're gonna do this a little bit differently. Everybody's standing. Nobody has their eyes closed because nobody wants to miss a dang thing. But there's some people, I believe quite a few people at all of our campuses and online that you're examining yourself and realizing, I'm not a Christian, he's not Lord of my life. Today's the day. So here's what I'm gonna ask. If you realize today for the first time, I've examined myself and if Jesus came back right now, I would fail the test of him being Lord of my life. I'm gonna ask you to raise both your hands just like this. I know the room's full. I know it, but I want you to raise your hands. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Blunt, Anderson, and Farragut, North. Keep them up, God, keep them up. Go ahead. Amen. All right, you can put him down. Hey, listen, listen. Right now, you feel the devil. Hey, that's, this isn't true. This isn't real. You did mean it before. You're okay. You don't have to do that. Not true. So we're gonna pray a prayer right now. And then we're gonna worship in our salvation, right? Right now, let's pray this all together. God, Jesus, we love you. We surrender to you. Be Lord of our life. You died for me, so I will live for you. you. Be king of my life. Be life. Be Be my first love. Stay in this moment. We're about to have some more response. If you gave your life to Christ at any of our campuses or online, online I want you to tell the people in the chat, hey, if you gave your life to Christ at a campus, here in a minute as we worship, I want you to come up to a prayer team person, let them lay hands on you, and let them pray. Get you rooted. Get you rooted. You're not an orphan. You're an adopted son or daughter. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. But hey, can I tell you this? As we worship, there's some of us who take this relationship so for granted. You're a Christian, but. just got used to it like a marriage or like a a car. We don't get used to this. We don't get used to being saved by grace. So can we worship in gratitude? You still may need to repent. I don't know. Whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do today in this moment, let's do it. Jesus, as people who at all of our campuses gave their life to Christ as they start to come forward and men and women of God start to come forward as they do. God, would you remind us of the joy of our salvation? And let us worship you in spirit and in truth, blown away that we get to be a part, blown away that we're sons and daughters, blown away that you've chosen us. Don't let us get used to this. Let us worship you. Fully. Let us come forward in faith if we've given our life to Christ. Let's never be the same because of this moment. I mean, God, I pray that right now, as people are praying, they've repented. God, many have been saved. God, right now, I just I just feel led that the enemy's gonna try to come back with that addiction or that, that sin or those lies. He's gonna try to come back. And we just pray right now, Matthew 12, 12 29 says, that you bind the strong man. And so God, right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill all these places that have been vacated by sin, hurt, he, the depression, anxiety, the pain, all that stuff. As that's been extracted, would you fill those places with not just your Holy Spirit, but the purpose that it brings, the boldness, the love, the evangelism, the part, just all that. That way, whenever the enemy tries to come back and he finds the house, yes, it's swept, yes, it's put in order, but it's so dang full with purpose and adoption of the sons and daughter, there's nowhere for it to go. Let's continue in this moment. So so I, I just want you to stay standing. And this is our last, this is my last moment. And then the rest is response and worship. But after somebody repents and after somebody gives their life to Christ, the next thing that we're going to pray, worship, and respond to is a renewal or a filling of the Holy Spirit. Now, that may sound a little weird because maybe you knew somebody who was filled with the Holy Spirit and they were weird. They were weird before they got them, okay? Holy Spirit didn't do that. It's all natural, okay? It's not weird, it's biblical. We, Jesus said when he went and sat at the right hand of the Father that He would send an Advocate, a Helper, an Empowerer. What a genius lie of the enemy to make it weird. You know what I'm saying? But it's not weird. It's biblical. Whenever Jesus went, He said that He would send the Holy Spirit. In Acts one, or sorry, Acts two, one through four, it says on the day of Pentecost they were all together, just like we are. They were in one place. We're in twelve, but that's okay. Suddenly a sound like a rushing violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed like tongues of fire separate and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Let me say it again, it's not weird, it's biblical. Now, whenever you think, oh man, tongues, man, that that, that weirds me out. Can I just be very specific to this passage? They needed those other tongues because the city was so full of all these ethnicities and all these different languages. So the Holy Spirit gave them what they needed. Can I tell you, I've, I've prepared, I feel very confident. The tongue the Holy Spirit wants to give you today as you leave, in this moment, as you respond, is a tongue of truth, a tongue of boldness, and a tongue of love. That's what He wants you to walk out with. That's what He wants you to respond with. And hey, maybe you say, well, gosh, Zach, I've done something like this before, it didn't work. Hey, we leak as Dad's taught us. Acts four thirty-one. it happens again. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly. So you may wanna stay in your seat in this next moment of response and just say, I want all you have for me, God. I receive the Holy Spirit. You just may wanna pray that. Actually, can we just say that together? I want all you have for me, God. I receive the Holy Spirit. One more time, I want all you have for me, God. I receive the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're not saying it, and I just wanna take you back to the first moment of response, potentially pride. But maybe in this time of response, you wanna come forward and have hands laid on you that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit and be sent out to win your world. Again, biblical, Acts 9, 17, it says, then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me, just like he sent me today and all these prayer team members, he sent them today so that you might see And so you might be filled with the Holy Spirit. I wanna ask you, today, will you surrender? Today, will you submit? You've repented. You've given your life to Jesus. Now it's time to go. Now it's time to bring heaven to earth by living surrendered and empowered by the Holy Spirit. It is for you. God, we come before you right now. And we're desperate, we're desperate, we're desperate. Our world is desperate, our kids are desperate, our spouses are desperate, our schools are desperate, our government is desperate, our neighbors are desperate. Everyone around us that we see day in and day out is desperate for the men and women of God to walk empowered, filled, and led by the Holy Spirit for evangelism, for healing, for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I pray that we would surrender and be filled today with the gifts that you have to give us, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, prophecy, healing, evangelism, teaching, whatever you want to pour out on your bride of Christ that is faith promise, pour it out. We are humble and we receive it. In your name we pray.